What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, Michelle, and Lori. And we are discussing episode three of House of the Dragon. The title of the episode is Second of His Name. Um, can, can, I, can I start with one thing? Yeah. I, I've been saying his name wrong. It's Aegon, not Aegon. Have you? Yes. I've been saying Aegon. It's Aegon. And I'm like, it's really that big of a difference. Aegon. Okay. My my one comment and joke I'm saving for a certain part of a certain thing when someone tells somebody something. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get started. We get to see a little bit of the uh what is that his the crab feeder. We get to see a little more of his brutality. And he also has a name. His name is Prince Drehar. Anthony, who is this person? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. I haven't had a chance to (laughs) research Prince Drehar yet because uh, we're all coming off of Dragon Con where we were very busy. (laughs) You saw Anthony's (laughs) face just now. Like, yeah, we're all still trying to remember what day of the week it is. It was busy but um yeah I, I did have a connection between prince drehar and the main game of thrones show you remember the sons of the harpy yes he's wearing the mask that is, is that what that is yes that because is, i can't that, tell it's it's yeah. like it's so broken and then you know later on yeah, in the, the episode it's actually kind yeah, of they, they kind of confirmed it um online so yeah ah. Okay. Other than okay. that, I don't know who Prince Drehart is. Okay. <laughs> so apparently these the soldiers have figured out who he is and you you have him uh with this one particular <laughs> with this one particular sailor, you know, and he's doing the thing. He's uh he's nailing them to the post and he's letting his crabs feed on him. And then all of a sudden you hear a dragon. And here it is, Prince Damon. He's coming to the rescue. So we think, well, he is technically, but he's coming to the rescue. His dragon, Caraxi, starts, you know, uh, spewing fire at all of the soldiers. And this one particular soldier, he has had faith that his prince was coming. He was like, he started losing his shit. Prince Damon, he's he's coming for you. Once Prince Damon gets there, yeah, Prince Damon, my prince, yes, come to save Save us. Save me. He's telling the prince who was in the air flying with his dragon. He's like, save me, save me. And Caraxes lands and his foot lands on this particular soldier who has just been talking about how Prince David is going to save him. And y'all, I didn't I didn't really mean to laugh. <laughs> but it was so funny. It was. It made me think of Jurassic Park. <laughs> it did. See, it made me think of, of um, Infinity War when Thor came and Bruce was like, He's here. Y'all are gonna pay now. Y'all are gonna get it. 
<laughs> he made me think of that, but you know, Bruce didn't get stopped. No, he did not. No, he did, <laughs> he not. did not. He did not. So let's talk about this for a minute because I have seen so many comments online. I've really been trying to stay offline because like I said, busy this weekend. So I didn't get to watch this until yesterday and trying to get caught up on everything. I just, I haven't had a chance to like fully absorb it, but Caraxes lands and, you know, he's walking through the area, setting all of Prince Drehar's soldiers on fire, you know, the people who was with him and all of his men are starting to flee into the caves and you see the flames go into the caves, but you don't see the dragon go into the caves. So I've, I've, I've seen some debate online because people are like, Drogon would have went into that cave and tore him up. And I'm like, Drogon was a smaller dragon, right? Daenerys' yeah. dragons were smaller than these dragons. Like, he looks, I mean, he's he's a slender dragon, but he's massive. At least that's the way I look at it. And he can't get up in, in the caves like that. Nope. Nope. Okay. I just thought it was me because a lot really? of people were complaining about that. There's not enough room for him to get up there in those right. caves. So. Oh, like yeah. Those, those entrances are like man-sized entrances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How, how is he going to get his, his snout? Right. Much less his body inside of one of those caves. Yeah, that's 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 what I thought. But um, they are raining some some fire down on this man uh, and and on this dragon. And, you know, one of the things I thought was interesting when he's walking with the dragon and they start shooting the fire arrows, the first thing he does is this. Did you notice that the dragon did it at the same time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, is he like really controlling this dragon? It was it was just interesting. But, but you remember the, the Targaryens are connected. Yeah. Mentally it's just that I don't think we've ever seen it like we've never seen it so explicit. Right. Yeah. But like right. when when Damon got hit with the arrow, the dragon also flinched as well. Mm-hmm. So it But was that dragon was taking on some damage too, but not it it seemed like it hurt him but it wasn't damaging him it's it's like it's like the uh in the originals um uh when Haley uh uh, got married and her and her husband suddenly had one heart Mm -hmm. they basically bond to the point where they have the same heart they could feel each other's emotions and and if there one's hurt or not so that's sort of what it was described as yeah, and and I think they've always described it as that, but I don't think we've ever seen. I, I don't think I ever recall seeing them mimic each other in that sense. You know, mm-hmm. n- not on the main show. Like we've seen them, we we know that they're connected, but to see them actually like mimicking each other's, um, you know, whatever they're doing physically, I, I don't think I've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. Could it be because they start off with the egg in the cradle? So they're ah. really connected. They're they're together since pretty much birth. Yeah. Well, not the yeah, dragon's birth, because the dragon's in the egg. Right. I think um, Daenerys, she had them later in life. And yes, they were her babies and they were with her all the time. Mm-hmm. But it was, they didn't have that time to, to bond that connection. Right. Yeah. And they also have a whole training program with with them as well. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it, to, the, to a point that it becomes like second nature to... 
you know, he may shift his body a certain way that it would do the same thing that he does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So this is for those people who watch Ratatouille. They would get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's move on a little bit. We are celebrating the second name day of Prince Egon. So that means that it's been almost three years since the second episode. So the king and Allison Hightower, they have been married. She has borne him a son and she is pregnant, heavily pregnant at this point. I was like, oh, okay. So this is going to be interesting yes. because of course we know that Rhaenyra was named heir because he didn't have any living sons. Now he has a living son and there's this whole great feast for this little kid's second birthday. Can I get a birthday party like that? Yes. Yes. They have everything. And of course, Otto Hightower is over there still plotting with his brother. And again, it throws me back to the Tudors and the Bolins because Mary, uh, um, Anne Bolin's father was you know manipulating her and having her go in and manipulate the king and then when you meet his brother who is you know the firstborn his brother's doing the same thing basically like yeah your daughters are supposed to be doing whatever it is to further our house i was like y'all some y'all got some issues back then using these girls in this way but i will say the king looks happy even Mm -hmm. if he's missing a couple of fingers now (laughs) yes you noticed that well here's the other thing too i haven't had a chance to see it it's playing in the background but apparently there was a green screen uh glove on his hand that was obvious in the episode now i wasn't looking i wasn't looking that hard during my first view and i haven't had a chance to really look second view yet but people were talking about that. They were like, oh, they're pulling some old Game of Thrones stuff and not <laughs> not hiding coffee cups and, and not making sure the editing is great. I was like, oh, did he have the glove? And I saw a picture where somebody posted. I was like, yeah, oh, it was it was towards the end of the episode when he gave that note to say he's coming to the rescue. Mm-hmm. And you can clearly see that is the glove. That is funny. However, okay. I need I need an, another episode to explain why that second finger got cut off. I mean, yeah, I understand the first finger got cut we, we from know, the throne. So you mean literally he cut that finger off and sat on the throne again and got cut again? Yeah, he's sitting on the throne, I mean, of, uh, throne of swords. So every year he gonna lose body parts. He's doing pretty good. It's it's been fifteen years, and he's only lost two two fingers. And we don't know what that back looks like. I was just about to say we don't know what that back looks like. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But anyway, the king looks happy. You know he he got his his Mm -hmm. living son, and just from the subtle looks I see between them through the episode. It appears that he's happy with his choice of wife. You know what I'm saying? Probably a lot more happy than he would be with to 
Lena um, Valerian because right. I think at this point he still wouldn't have been able to have a child with her or would j- it would just be getting to that point. So anyway, just well, Allison looks happy too. Yes and no. You sh- well, she the looks only time like I she- see her look unhappy was when she was talking to her dad. But she looked happy and she wasn't messing with her fingernails. And her this is, this is true, but I think she still misses her best friend. Oh yeah, of course. Because Rainera is <laughs> and it's like, kind of cool. It's interesting. She's defending her too. Like mm-hmm. she's still, yeah. She her, you friend. Can, her friend. She's still, even though Rhaenyra's treating her like trash. Well, she's still. Well, she's not treating her like made. trash. She could be That's treating her a lot made. worse. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of, I think, treating her with indifference. You know, because in because throughout this whole episode, you see Rhaenyra still thinks that she's going to be supplanted. She's like, oh, he has his son. What does he need me for? And you can see her acting out, not mm-hmm. in an overly disrespectful way, at least not towards Allison. I think she understands that, you know, this is all part of what, what is it Cersei said? This is this is part of the Game of Thrones. You know, Allison just happened to be, quote unquote, the right person at the right time for her dad. Mm hmm. What, what did Cersei say? You win or you die? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, sh- I don't think she's very disrespectful to, to Allison. I just think she's kind of like trying to not be around her. And and again, I feel like she had she had more deeper feelings for Allison than she let on. And of course, now this per- this person who was your best friend who may have meant something more to you, she's your stepmother now. And not only that, she has done what your mother couldn't do. She has given the king a living mm-hmm. son. So I and can now understand you feel, her. And now you feel like you've been replaced. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can, I can understand that. But you see Allison tries to reach out to her and tries to say, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. You know, when she goes to look for Rhaenyra because Rhaenyra is not at the birthday celebrations for her little brother. She's out at the tree making the uh... <laughs> on repeat. repeat. Right. Somebody said this is uh, Raina listening to her Spotify playlist on repeat because she just kept having him sing the same song over and over and over and she's reading. And Allison comes out there and she's like, um, your father is looking for you. And she was like, well, you found me. And she was like, come inside. To No, I, I think I'm just going to stay here. And I almost thought Allison was going to start with the fingers again because of this mm-hmm. exchange w- mm-hmm. with Rhaenyra. But, um, you know. Instead, she, instead, she's been rubbing that tummy like she about to rub a hole in it. So that's instead of playing with her um, nails. Mm-hmm. And her line, and she's like, she's been rubbing that tummy all episode. She looks. I don't know. Like it kind of bothered me because, like, typically I understand when you're pregnant, we didn't just walk around all the time just rubbing, rubbing, rubbing. Towards the end rubbing. of my pregnancies, I did because I was so huge, and it just kind of, mm-hmm. I had round ligament pain real bad. Oh, okay. So it it brought some comfort. I don't know if that's what she's doing or if it's just a habit because she's like, I'm pregnant with the king's son. You know, mm-hmm. and not even I want to. Okay, 
I won't even look at it in that way because it's obvious throughout this episode. Like I said, the king cares for her and she cares for him. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's a contentious marriage. I think for what he needed, he made a good choice. And he even refers to that later on. He mm-hmm. made the decision that was best for him, you know, that that he would be content with, as he says. He never said he never quite says that he is actually happy, but he is content. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, he does also make mention of her mother. And those are the only times when he talks about how happy he was. But he's like, OK, yeah, I'm content. I'm content. You know, when he has that conversation with Rhaenyra about her needing to marry, oh, this is the other thing. Okay, this is how I also know she was in love with the bestie. He's having this conversation with her about the fact that she needs to marry and they're going back and forth. He was like, I'd hope you would be content because he tries to set her up with one of the Lannisters who ill. <laughs> ill. He came it's on too, too strong. He laid on way yeah. too thick. When he started way talking about dragon thick. pits and all kinds. She's like, because well, for a second, she was kind of like, listen to him. Man. He says dragon. She's like, what? Why would you need a dragon pit? What was she a dragon pit for? He was like, I, I I would build one for my queen or my wife. And she was like, thank you for the one. And just walked. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I, I am never- not here for this. I've never seen anyone hand somebody back a drink as fast as she did. I mean, she was like, I am out. And she was and she was not nasty about it. No. No. She was not disrespectful. She was just like, Yeah, Thank this you. is this is not what I'm Deuces. here for. Deuces. <laughs> but she oh, she lays it to her father about it though. Also, this is all I'm I am to you. Somebody that you could just sell off to the nearest Lannister. Everybody's looking. She let me tell you. This chick, she ain't taking no shit from nobody. She like, you the king, and you're not about to treat me like this. Everybody else is looking around. They going off on each other, and she yes. is just giving it to them. Like but they totally he, forgot where they were. They right. totally forgot where they were. Like, you got pretty much all the m- main houses in the kingdom there and celebrating. <laughs> She kind of wrong for what she's what she does because she knows just like everybody knows he could he could command her to do it mm-hmm. and she would do it. She knows this, but she knows that he's not going to command her, so she's gonna just keep doing that to him because she knows he's not gonna make her do it, even though he could. I you know, but I I don't even think it's. I don't think it's to the point where she's just being defiant just to be defiant in that sense. Like, I don't think she's... He he thinks she's being defiant just to be defiant. He thinks she is, but again, I don't don't think that's what it is. No, I don't don't think she's being defiant. I'm just saying she knows that she can speak her peace to him because he's not going to make her do it. Mm -hmm. So she's... And we've kind of seen her do that so far in the series that she does feel like she can say pretty much however she feels mm-hmm. you know to him and and not have that many consequences you know but i need him to read the room <laughs> <laughs> because you saw how she reacted when you when you announced your choice of wife that was not just a oh i don't like her that was a you wounded me look mm-hmm. and then when he has the conversation with her today He's talking about, 
you know, the potential for making a good match or whatever. He was like, I just want you to be happy. She said, and you think a man would do that? I was like, oh, <laughs> she just basically told him, I don't want no dude. He said family. He wasn't saying the man specifically. He said family. No, he said, no, that's what I'm saying. But he was talking to her about a potential match. Right. But he, yeah. from his perspective, he's really not only thinking about her being with the man. He said family. I know that. But what I'm me. saying is she was very specific when she said that. She didn't say you think a family would do that. She said, and you think a man would do that? She was very specific with, no, her, I was with saying, her words. He, his response was no, a family. So yeah. I was just saying, that was his response. Yeah, but um, this the the nosy neighbor. What was the lady red wine? Lady red wine. Yeah, <laughs> she put her in her place. <laughs> she she really did, and so nice and simply, because Lady Red Wine is sitting there holding court with all the gossipy women, and she's talking about what what Damon is doing because, of course, Damon and Corliss have gone off and they've, you know, started a war with the Stepstones, which the Crown has very firmly said, we are not a part of this. But, of course, you, you're you going to have talk on both sides. People are like, oh, well, the king should get involved and no, why should the king get involved? This is Damon. So Lady Redwine is going through with her little gossip and she sees Rhaenyra come in. She was like, well, let's see what the princess thinks. And Rhaenyra's just sitting there. She's all nice and she says her little piece. And then Lady Redwine says something that really pisses her off. And she just says, and what have you done to help the cause, Lady Redwine? Eating cake? And she turns around and walks out <laughs> while Lady Redwine's pug is eating, the, eating cake. the cake. I was I, like, I, I lost what? it. <laughs> and she's only supposed to be 17. I was like, okay, I think she has the politicking firmly in hand because she was like, yeah, I can go off on y'all and I can make you feel two feet tall and I don't have to raise my voice. And if you look back, she wasn't really like that in the first two episodes, but I think as she's getting to, she was, it was there, but I think she's getting to a point where she just fed up because now she just feels like, one, you got your son. Mm -hmm. Dude, you treat me like you really don't treat me like I am going to be your heir, right? To the throne, you really don't, and mm -hmm. no one does. So I don't excuse my French. I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna say what I gotta say. Mm -hmm. I'm done. It don't even matter. I mean, I have no place in this world right now. Mm -hmm. So just screw it. But I like the fact that towards the end, when when she has the conversation with her father, he makes it very clear because, of course, Otto Hightower. He's doing his little machinations like, oh, he needs to name Aegon the, the heir. And he even tells his daughter, you need to convince him to name your son the heir. And she was like, what? So that he can bypass his sister? I, I mean, I will say this for Allison. She is, you know, I know there's some speculation and some talk about her going in and like trying to assert herself as queen, you know, making sure that she's there. And I've said this, I, I think we've all said this, it's not like that's what she wanted. Like she mm. very, very clearly did not want to be manipulating the king. She was doing what her father commanded her to do. But even in this episode, we see she still she still cares a lot about Renera. And she's like, look, what did she say? What mother wouldn't want her son to be named heir? She was like, but at the sake of, you know, pushing his sister to the side, I don't want that. 
or at least she doesn't say it, but she implies it. And even no, when she, she says goes, it, she says, I, you know, do you want me to raise a, raise a son that takes the crown from his sister? Like, well, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I can't do that. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She says it to him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Lori, isn't there what happened with, um, was it Mary and Edward? Or what? Um, you talking about Tudor history? Yeah. King Henry's. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much down the line. Yes. Because, yeah, that was pretty much. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> gotten gross there. Um, yeah. No, it, it's following the, the, the tutors. Um, it, it's. Yeah. I, I didn't think about it until you mentioned that. But now that you mentioned it. Yeah, it does. I, I'm curious to see how far she's going to get with this type of behavior, because. She obviously doesn't understand, even though she's the heir, uh, the word princess, the definition says, hi, you're born to the king and queen. You have two jobs, either become queen or marry and make sure that someone else becomes queen. Obviously, she didn't see that in the dictionary. So but but that's the thing. I, can't get I, away with don't, I don't think that's. I think she understands. And I mean, she's made it clear the, the last two episodes. She clearly understands how the politics game works. She knows what her place is. But again, I think if you are a child and you have gone through all of this trauma for your father to make such a huge show of naming you heir, and then now it's kind of come into question because, of course, you have a younger brother now and they're doing this big grand thing for his birthday. And I mean, even I think I can't remember if it was Otto Hightower or if it was someone else who mentioned that, OK, he's out of his infancy now. It's it's time to announce him as the heir. Oh, that was, was Otto older. That was the older Hightower. Was it? Oh, the yeah, oh, OK. Because, the older brother. Because, you know, this the. I'm not trying to defend Otto, but it seems like he's getting some pressure too. Because mm-hmm. his older brother's like, you need to make that shit happen. And so he's talking to Allison, you need to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Because they, you know, of course the high towers want you know their grand if you're a grandson to become king, because that elevates the high towers even higher mm-hmm. than what they already are. Yep. But I mean, oh, these games, these honestly, the hand should be, and I don't know his name, I forgot his name. The hand should be Lionel Strong, Lionel Strong, Lionel Strong, been there, been truthful, has not had a hidden hidden agenda at all. Won't listen to him. He's speaking common sense, he is, he is, he is. And you know, when the king was sitting there. When he was drunk on his throne and, you know, Strong came up to him and he was like, would you like to know what I think? He was like, you're going to tell me that I should marry uh, Rhaenyra to your son, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, I'm flattered, your grace, but no. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you asked my opinion before and I told you to, to wed Lena uh, Valerian and you did not do that. Marry the princess to the son. Yeah. And I was for the like, same reasons. For the same reasons. For the same reasons. And I mean, even Rhaenyra says something when she has that discussion with her father. 
when he was talking about you need to do this to to secure your place and blah 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 and all this other stuff she was like if you were marrying for the realm you would have married lena valerian (laughs) highlighter drop (laughs) and he realized it too yeah you right he said yeah you right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i mean he that's when he says he made his choice so that he could be content Mm -hmm. because i'm sorry I understand the politics and all this other stuff. There's no way that grown ass man was going to be happy with a little girl, no -hmm. matter what the reason, no matter what their politics, no matter this is what they do. I mean, Allison ain't that much older, but she's more mature. And I mean, I hate to say it. She, she wears the role well. Yes. But let's go back to the other match that we kind of skipped over. Which one from Otto? Oh, <laughs> he's like, you can't you, get any more ridiculous. The, the thing is, he's he they they really want to make sure that Aegon becomes king, and so yeah, marry her to him. And, you know, not only do you stop all the other things, but um. Yeah, we can make sure that Aegon you make is- sure that a Targar- a Targaryen is going to be on the throne regardless. Oh, no, no, my grandson, who's also high I understand. I understand. Because, yeah, yeah, but the way that Viserys looked at him when he suggested that, I was like, I'm so glad they are making they are making it seem like this man has got some sense because he looked at Otto Hightower like he wanted to say, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> And it's like he's two. It's just, but but just like the older high tower said, he was like the you know uh, the prince's second name day is here. He's leaving his embassy behind. This dude still can't talk, (laughs) and y'all trying to make him the the heir apparent. What happens if Viserys dies now? He don't want to go to bed. He in there crying. (laughs) Trying to, he don't want to go to right. But y'all want him to be the ruler. No, Otto, Otto <laughs> wants himself to be the ruler. He's it, okay. So what happens if Viserys dies and Aegon becomes king? He is going to rule the kingdom just like Tywin Lannister was the real king when Joffrey yeah. and Tommen were on the yeah. throne. But but the difference is it goes back to with the problems with Otto. Otto still answers to someone over him. Mm-hmm. You know, even when yeah. even as hand. He's gonna have to listen to the Lord Lord Hightower. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, but oh, but real quick, back to um, back to Lionel Strong. Mm-hmm. He also had an ulterior motive because he was like wed her to the son. You know, hopefully he survives the battle in the Stepstones. Hopefully, hopefully, which that means. Now you're going to have to get involved if you want this to happen. You're going to have to go stop this war Mm -hmm. because you need to make sure that dude survives. But, you know, kill two birds with one stone. Lionel was slick. He real slick. Like, yeah, we need to end this war. And not only that, you combine combine your house with the wealthiest house in Westeros. Yeah. Lionel ain't stupid. Yeah, he's not. But you need to end this war so your boy can survive, so he can get married to your daughter, and boom. He's been straight. speaking the truth all along. All along. First of all, they shouldn't have been in this war. 
But you're like, oh, the, oh, we'll deal with that later. He's not a good king. I'm yeah. sorry. He's not. And you saw a little bit of that when um, Tylen Lannister, the new master of ships, is like, uh, we need to take care of this situation of Stepstones. He's like, uh, it's been going on for three years. He can wait three more days. Dude, no urgency. He has no. no urgency whatsoever. How? Okay. When he said that, I was just like, and he's saying this in front of everybody. Like, oh yeah, we'll worry about that later. My son's my son's birthday party is more important. Which, okay, as a father, okay, I commend you. You're, you're putting your family before your work, but your work ain't like regular people's work. <laughs> it's not like you decided, okay, I'm going to take a PTO day to go celebrate my son. No, dude, your kingdom is about to be burning. Your brother and his comrade are losing this war. Yeah. And it only takes five minutes. It's not like we're asking you to put armor on, travel to the sandstones, and actually do something. Just listen to the man, listen to your counsel, and make a decision. That won't take long while that boy take a nap. He's two. He's not going to remember this birthday party. I'm just saying. He won't. He's going to remember a lot of noise. He might remember a lot of food, but I mean, that food is not even for him. He can't even eat all that stuff. Mm -mm. Anyway, so let's talk about this other thing. Did anybody else get shadow and bone vibes when they started talking about the white? Um, I, I forgot what it yes, was called here. I was like, heart. the white heart. Yes, there you go. The white heart. I was like, oh, are we going to see this white heart and it's going to choose Rhaenyra? I, I just said this kind of off the top of my head. And of course, that's pretty much what happened. That's yeah, that's what happened. So this white heart is the symbol of royalty in Westeros. Yes, before the dragons, the white heart was a symbol of, of power and might. Mm -hmm. So and they're on a hunt for this for this child's birthday, which y'all see hunts don't never go too well for <laughs> the kings of Westeros. But anyway, they're on this hunt. They're looking for this white heart. And, you know, they keep talking about how it's an omen. It's an omen. It, you know, it's, it's signifying, you know, your son is just basically saying, yeah, you need to go and catch this white heart in order to secure the fact that your son is supposed to to be the heir and is it just me or did it seem like he was just so unreluctant he was just like yeah i hear what y'all are saying but i'm not in any hurry like even when they have the trail even when they find it he's very mm -hmm. hesitant and of course we learn about it later on when he has the conversation with renera he was like i am not replacing you as heir like he specifically tells her this later on. And I think it's it's gotten to the point where he's so sick of people telling him what he needs to be doing as far as his son. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I didn't just pick her as heir on a whim, you know, and he makes that very clear to her as well. I think she's upset, but I, and I think she hears him, but I think at the same time, she doesn't believe him. And I can't say that I blame her. I don't believe I, him. I, I don't blame her because... He, he, instead of being proactive and telling everyone that, of course, she's the heir, like, 
he's he he probably believes he's a king. He shouldn't have to say it. Mm-hmm. it. As long as he doesn't change it, then it should be understood. But he not reading the room. When people are saying these things, you need to come out and tell everyone, no, 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 no. Aegon is going to be Aegon. He's going to be a two-year-old. And Rhaenyra is going to be y'all's mm-hmm. queen. Y'all need to give it the program. And I mean, and he, 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 he kind of sort of says it when uh, the Lannister comes up to him. He but was he like, he hasn't. It's been it's been two years. The boy is two years old now. Mm-hmm. He hadn't really reaffirmed to her and to the kingdom that she is the heir. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why she's like, she she feels she it don't too. Believe, she don't she believe. Don't. I don't either. Because yeah. you only want to talk about it because someone else is talking about it. You only got that way with Lannister because he assumed what everyone else assumed, even assumed. what your daughter is assuming. Mm-hmm. And you be, oh no, that's not what's happening. Right. Oh, she's not, gonna be queen. she's not going to be queen. So you know what? I can take her to wife. I can elevate. He, he was like, or what did he say? Um, it'll strengthen her position. And he was like, do you really think my house needs strengthening? Yes, the whole damn kingdom thinks so. <laughs> so, I mean, I appreciate he, his, I appreciate his indignity, but yeah, dude. And he still had that seed of doubt, which he told her he had that little doubt. And they're going to, Otto's going to feed on that doubt. You're going to get Allison in there on that doubt that maybe I should go with my son. We're going to see what happens. Because he's starting to doubt himself. Like, even when he told her about the dream, he told Allison about the dream he had. Mm-hmm. And he started, he's, he's like, well, maybe I made a mistake. <laughs> you know, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't the first son that was supposed to be king. Maybe it was the second son. Right. I mean, what what is this episode titled? Second son? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it also could be the fact that because of everything that's happened with their family as far as you know who sits on the iron throne maybe he's thinking that if he doesn't make his son the heir right now see what the second baby is see if it's a boy or girl then wait a few years and once his daughter is married and has a couple of kids of her own then maybe he can kind of you know slide his son over and she won't feel as bad because she has her own family you know, I mean, that could be his thinking too, or it could simply be he just doesn't know. And you know, they they talked about basically he told her winter is coming, and they're trying to figure out who's going to be in the best situation to handle it down the road. You know, I mean, you know, he doesn't I, I, have the luxury to wait for all of that, though. Well, like, yeah, literally, but, yeah. all of his council, his kingdom everybody's talking about it and even though he tells the Lannister he was like so you do realize that you guys wondering about who my heir is that's considered rebellion right and Lannister was like no 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 that's he backed off real quick hold up hold up hold up (laughs) and I feel like that was kind of that was his way of saying she is still my heir yeah and the thing is I think he assumed that everyone would just go along with that program because of course to say she's not the true heir would be rebellious. Mm-hmm. So of course nobody would do that. But he's not reading, he's not seeing what's really happening. Like he needed mm-hmm. to reaffirm to everyone that she was the heir. But I, I'm sure he didn't believe he needed to do that because he's mm-hmm. the king. No, you're giving him too much credit. 
He just didn't think about it. He just assumed. I said it once. All is good. Yeah. No, it's not. But I mean, if if you think about it, with him being the king, it should be that way. I've already it told should. y'all this once. I should not have to repeat myself. But he's weak. Because imagine, let's replace a king here. If Damon was king and he said, this is what's going to happen, do you believe people will believe him? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. But Damon would also, he would also <laughs> probably slit somebody's throat or hit him in the head with a helmet. Correct. If they dare to fight. Well, don't, don't spoil my moment because I got a whole speech on that. <laughs> I got a whole speech enemy. Let me Let me put it to you this way. If you're cousin because i was trying I, I was asking mark i go okay let me see uh the the queen who never was i was trying she's the she was generis's daughter and he is her nephew correct follow me on this right who is who is who's viserys viserys and uh rainies are cousins yeah they're mm-hmm. the grandchildren they're not okay yeah, so they're yeah, cousins they're... okay okay i was thinking aunt and nephew that's what i was thinking no um i i think it's that way in the the book book. okay in the book it is okay all right in the show they are cousins cousins. yeah Yeah. okay all right so let me ask you this so you become king because your cousin who was the actual king's daughter didn't get to become queen because she's a female what makes you think 20 to 30 years time is going to make your daughter queen without any problem. She was I the mean, grand, she's on. the granddaughter, not daughter. Daughter. Okay. But still, yeah, Jaharis Jeha- didn't have any living heirs. He had two sons. Both of the sons died, died which is right. why the uh, succession right. was in question. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting the book in this. But anyway, my point is if old girl didn't get to be queen, what makes you think? 20, 30 years is going to soften everyone and let your daughter become heir and, because, and queen. Well, the only, the only other person, well, because Jaharis didn't name an heir. Jaharis left it up to the council, mm-hmm. the great council, to choose his heir. And the, yeah. And Which here, was a and here, the serious chose his heir. That was a dick move. That was a weak move. And that was stupid. Because I'm, I'm watching this and I'm going, wait a minute, you're king. Why do you need for them to tell you who your heir is going to be? Because that way he's not showing he's not showing favoritism between his two grandchildren. And he's you have to think about it. Jaharis was a king about peace. Mm -hmm. Having your two grandchildren fight over who's going to be the heir, that wouldn't that would not only bring about dissent in the kingdom, but also in your house. I mean, we see what happened when Viserys named Raina? I mean, excuse me, Rhaenyris. Rain. I can't Raina. get my Rhaenyra. We see what happens when he named Rhaenyra. Damon got pissed off, left off, and started a war on his own out of spite. I think Jaharis was trying to avoid that, but also wanted to know what his counsel and and what the lords you know that he rules over what they thought and rainis had a strong showing there were people who voted for her but it was just that little bit of people who were like no it has to go to a to a man but the other thing too i think maybe viserys didn't think that there would be that much dissent about rainera because 
she was so well loved as a child. He even talks about that in this episode about, um, you know, the nickname for her was the realm's delight. Like everybody loved her. And I think he really thought that that love for her would translate into loyalty as the queen. And but also, it, it's not that simple. Everybody knew that Damon was a dick. So <laughs> they're they're okay with it for a little bit. You know? Yeah. But now they, he has a son. And that's not to say that the son is going to be any better. I mean, Aegon could grow up to be... Well, anyway. Yeah. What, we fe- <laughs> what we fell into realize, too, what would have helped if he named her heir before he had a fight with Damon? Because the word on the street was Damon was at the whorehouse and he was saying all kind of things and the king got mad and now who's yeah. the heir? His actual daughter. If he did this beforehand when the when the mom died, mm-hmm. when his son died and said, you know what? I realize I need to name an heir now. It's going to be my daughter. Before yeah. there was drama. Because now everyone's like, well, who really should have been the heir? Should it have been Damon? Prince Damon? Or should it really been her. That's what people are thinking because they're like, we always assumed Damon was going to do. Hmm. They never thought about the daughter. She was never in play until he started acting like an ass. Because hmm. he had named no um, heir before that. He's yeah. probably going to leave it up to the great council. Well, again. no, because remember uh, <laughs> Queen Emma was pregnant. Yeah. So he didn't think he needed to name an heir because she was pregnant. He felt in his heart of hearts that it was a boy, boy. and that boy was going to be the heir. And of course, she died, the child died. So now your succession is once again in jeopardy because not only do you not have the child, your wife is gone too. Right. So you Which is mean- why they spent so much time trying to get him to remarry. Like, I mean, we joked about this. This woman got she she got burned by a dragon. Her ashes weren't even cold, and y'all were trying to tell this man he needed to marry. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think he, I don't think he ever thought. And if you think about it, when when we hear the conversation between him and Queen Emma, she had she lost five children. Mm-hmm. Five children. And again, he's talking about this this dream that he had, which is funny because that came up in the House of Dragon uh House of Dragons panel that I did at DragonCon this weekend. One of the uh audience members, he was like, When will they learn that prophecies and omens are no good for them? Because every time a, pro- a new prophecy is made. They do everything that they can to follow that prophecy and it ends up being bust. Yeah. Like how many centuries do you have to go through this before you say, okay, you know what? Yeah, you made a prophecy. I'm not paying no attention to it. Right. And he was talking that. And he thought his backup again was his brother. That's the backup. But as soon as that, you know, that happened with um the mom and the son. He should have went ahead and said, you know what, let me go ahead and immediately say that she's going to be my heir. So we can just kind of close things off. But then again, too, he was in mourning. He didn't want to deal with all that right see, now. See, well, and, here's a problem. He never I, wants to deal with anything. Okay, He's in mourning. Now it's the birthday party. I, I mean, I need you to do your job. I don't know. Yeah. He let his sit up there in Dragonstone. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Not about oh, it. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, you're letting all these rumors 
just fly around the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. on. He's very he's very comfortable. He's comfortable. Yeah, he he's, is. He, yeah, he's it, it, it's to the point where I'm like, I almost want someone to invade him just to wake his ass up. You know what I mean? Just something. Well, that's well, that's what's happening in the stiff stones. I, mean, I don't think he fit, I okay. I personally don't think that unless what happened did happen, I don't think he would have done anything. The only reason he did anything is because he found out that baby brother might have a situation that might not be able to handle. If it wasn't for his brother, he wouldn't have done anything. And because well, I don't think he's only yeah, doing he didn't think now. it was that much of a threat. He, right. He's he's only doing anything now because a potential mate for his daughter is there fighting in the battle, and he wants to make sure he's still alive when it's over. That's the only reason why he's getting it. I wrong. think part of it has to do with Damon too, because I think even though they are estranged, he does still care care for his brother. And then also it too, might be a little bit part of it. This yeah, but also too, totally even is. though the crown is not involved in this war. Who do you think they're going to blame if Damon and Corliss are unsuccessful? Him, they're going to blame they, the king for yeah, not getting he involved. Have about it. Well, I, yeah. I was, it's like Lady Redwine said, the crown is involved in it no matter what anyone thinks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a war. I, I was listening to Castle Thrones podcast earlier today, and they made a very interesting point. And, and I don't know if anyone thought about this or not, but they said... What if, and they said, God forbid, if it had happened, what if Damon had gotten kidnapped by the, the, the crab guy? What if he was hostage? Then you would have a whole new set of problems. I don't think that dude would have kept him as a hostage. Well, no, he wouldn't have, especially seeing how beast mode Damon went <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, he that would not have been a hostage situation. That would have been a we need to kill him and kill yeah. him quickly situation. situation. And mail his body to the... <laughs> right, mail yeah. his head to the king. <sighs> yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys that. But that was just that was just a thought. I thought that was interesting. I mean, you know, but I, I think that the reasons that you guys said about the, the potential uh, husband... And the, the the fact that you know they're fighting there, and I I was confused because I had to go back. So the one that wrote for help was Corus's brother, yes. right? Yeah. And he's the one that they are looking at to marry her off to. No, they're looking at Corliss's son, the twin to the daughter. He was the younger guy. He was the one who actually came in on the dragon. Yeah, he was on the white dragon. Oh. He's the the twin of the he's the twin of the little girl. So they're they're both now about 14, 15. Okay, okay. So let me get this straight. They're not even gonna offer the eldest son to old girl. That is the eldest son. The uh who's the who's the the little skinny pop that's there talking saying uncle back down? Is that him? That yes, that is him. That's Lenor. He looks older than 14. He looks like he's like 20. I don't know. There were two sons there, Lenor and um, the other guy. There was another one. The other yeah. guy was uh, Corliss's brother. He was no, the no, one no, that no, was. No, no. The, no, no if there you was watch it with guy. the captions, if you watch it with the captions, mm-hmm. it actually has his name up there. But there was another one there too, saying stuff. That's who so I they, thought they were they talking were about. Both, I, th- I think they were both talking. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, there was there is a younger brother, but yeah, no, the Lenor is the one that they were that they were talking about marrying her off to. Yes. He is the twin of the girl that they tried to get uh Viserys to marry. Oh, see that never mind. Never mind. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. I I okay. I am going to send in Messenger a, a picture that I have because we're getting ready to discuss something and I have a I have a, a, a small rant. I'm sending the picture now. Okay. What is this picture? Oh. <laughs> now, can we talk about it a little bit? Can we talk yeah, about, we, about Okay. We can oh, go oh, ahead and talk about it. Okay. Are you sure? Uh, okay. you, you want to talk about the boar? I just want no. to talk oh, about yeah, her stabbing. No. Okay. Okay. I'll wait. I'll wait. No, let, let's go ahead and let Lori get this out of her system. No, no, I can wait. It's fine. Because you have mentioned it several times since we started this recording. Get it out of your system. You want to talk about Prince Damon and his badass. Uh, no, I, no, I don't even want to. I want to talk about one particular thing. It'll take me two minutes. Now, we've all heard don't shoot the messenger. How about don't wail and, and kill the messenger? Okay. He took one look at that, read it. Sort of put the message to the side. Then he turns around, takes the helmet, and then he proceeds to beat the man to death. It was perfect. That's all I gotta say is that I never thought I wanted to see Matt Smith kick the shit out of someone, but he did. It was awesome. He just he didn't blink. He didn't back down. When they tried to hold him back, the man was already dead. That poor messenger. All he did was serve the king. Literally, was he dead? What you mean? I don't, I don't think, I don't he, was think he was dead. They, they stopped him. I saw. I thought I saw brain somewhere. <laughs> he feels that way. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. He but might wish was, he was dead. Exactly. But that I I, I might have rewatched that like five times because I'm going. Oh, oh, this is good. I mean, I, the rest of it we can discuss. But I just wanted to say, whenever you're a messenger for the king, you had better be ride and die for that king because you're gonna be dead. Seriously. Or maimed or dead and maimed and dead. So mm. that's all I'm the, saying. That's the end of my rant. No, the, the second thing is the next messenger would be like, nah, that's okay. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm sick I that day. Exactly. I'm, I'm calling this sick. Okay, I not- so I am looking at the scene in the background. There's only one son of Corliss. The other guy who was standing off to his left, that's just the regular white boy. Okay. It's just he was in shadow. So it kind of looked like it, but yeah, no. Um, let me tell you, the brother, <laughs> that brother was trying to incite mutiny. He was. He really was. And the other thing is, I'm sitting here looking, we're talking about, we're talking about Viserys being weak. Corliss was sitting there letting his brother spout off until a Damon showed up and started walking down. And then he was like, I will not have you inciting a, a, a mutiny. Um, your son was speaking up more for your business partner mm-hmm. than you were. Right. But th- then you have to look at the look that Damon was looking at the soldiers with. I wish you would. Right. Exactly. He just looked around. I wish you would. Exactly. But uh, do we want to continue on this path? Because I do want to talk about the board and all this other stuff. But since we're here, should we go oh, ahead and talk okay, about Okay, this? All right. So it was Joffrey Valerian who was talking. 
So Leonor talked, Joffrey Valerian talked, and Vaymon Targaryen talked. Oh, who is who is Joffrey? I think Valeria? Joffrey. I think Joffrey is the is the name. son of the um, older Lord Valerian, the one who's the actual Lord. Um, Vaymon. I think Vaymon is the older brother's name. Vaymon is the one who was mad. Damon is the reason why we're losing. Yeah, he's. <laughs> Because remember, Corliss is also a second son. Mm-hmm, yeah. To to Vaymon. And oh, I think yeah. Vaymon's son is Joffrey Valerian. Okay. So I, I gotta let he, this play a little bit so I can see. Cause I only saw one one younger Valerian. And let me tell you, the young people in this episode, because Rhaenyra had her say to Lady Redwine, like, so what are you doing to help the cause besides eating cakes? And Lenor said to his uncle, he was like, so what are you doing to help our cause other than being a master of complaints? I was like, you know what? These kids are like, we ain't taking your shit. Stop complaining and do something about it. I was like, oh, okay. All right. I like these kids. But yeah, I'm sitting here looking at it in the background. Okay, oh, they don't show him, and he's not at the table. He's in the background. It says Joffrey, and he say the dragon is coming. That's all he said. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. That was Joffrey. Oh, so that so Joffrey is. We well oh. t- technically we don't know who he is. <laughs> we just know that there's right a because Joffrey we don't Valerian. Right, I'm because I have a close caption on it says dragons return. Yeah, you're right. We don't. See oh, him. I see. Okay, yeah. I do. I think I do see him. No, no, that's still Lenore. You don't see him. <laughs> you don't see him. But he talked. No, he said you don't. Something. <laughs> so who was the one who rode in on the dragon? Was that Lenore? Yes. No. Yes. Was that Lenore or was that? That's um... cat. I listened to three different Game of Thrones podcasts and they said that that was him. Oh, yeah. At the end, it was him. Yeah. Okay. It was him. Yeah, because yeah, he, he has a white dragon. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what they're going to get into is the whole uh, Dragon Riders, which is a, a pretty interesting part of the, the book. And the Dragon Riders are basically anyone who has any type of Targaryen blood, either uh, married or bastard children, and they use both boys and girls. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is that because he's both uh, Targaryen and Valerian, you know, he made an excellent candidate. But yeah, they really get into it in the book, which I thought was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess okay. Let's get into Damon. We might as well since we're already here. So this is at we have 20 minutes left in the episode. And of course, earlier, you know, a little a uh, few frames before, we find out that Damon Valerian has written to the king to ask for help because Damon and Corliss are losing the war. And at first the king is not considering it. And he has a conversation with his wife and he was like, I'm not going to, what, what was his reasoning? He was not going to bail Damon out. And she was like, okay, then let's make it simple. She was like, do you save the kingdom or you don't? Like if Damon loses, what would this mean for the kingdom? And so at this point, he's like, okay, I need to go and, and send some help. So he sends this letter by messenger to Damon saying that he's going to offer ships and soldiers to come and help their cause. And it's so funny because the way they really focus on Matt Smith's face in this scene 
And when he reads the letter, it's like you can almost see a little bit of, okay, my brother still cares about me. But at the same time, it's one of those where I feel like he read that letter and he felt like, oh, so he's going to send some help, get us out of this mess. And then he can say that the crown is responsible for the victory. This weak ass man is going to come take my victory. Haman <laughs> was like, hell, hell no. to the gnaw. <laughs> Motivation for you. Man. Three years ago. That's a, right. And, we could have been done with this shit. And they coincide yeah. with the plan because they're like, you know, we get that, we got to offer them something to come out of the caves. Well, who's going to who, who's gonna be stupid enough to do it? And Leonor says, Damon. He's like, oh my God, really? And guess what? <laughs> Damon said, fuck it. Mm-mm. I'm doing it. He said, hell no, my brother's not going to come no, here and build he's me. not. No, this is not going to happen. We're going to get this taken care of tonight. Right Damon gets now. in a rowboat by himself. <laughs> right now. Rolls <laughs> over to the other side of the island. Finds some white cloth. Holds up the flag of surrender. And I was looking at this like, Damon, what the hell are you about to do? Like, are you this stubborn that you don't want your brother to help that you're about to surrender yourself? Then you start seeing them coming out of the caves a little bit. Then you see the crab feeder come out the cave. I was like, oh. And I'm so sorry for that crab eater because that mask is now plastered to his face permanently. He apparently got touched by some of that dragon fire. But man, let me tell you, he gets up on this hill, he waves his flag, and the crab feeder sends his man out, and he's got men up on the cliffs with arrows waiting and I started to get a little bit worried and I'm so sorry Damon I did not have enough faith in you I I didn't either I was like no like our like our friend pointed out he zigzagged he didn't really so he was he was good he was solid no but they were coming towards him you know he had the knife in his hand you just didn't know how this was gonna go let me tell you when he started fighting and knocking people down and like you said, zigzagging and fighting some, like how many men did he kill just by himself? Right. I don't know what, I was like, I was looking at him and all I could think of was like Hulk Hogan. And I know I just dated myself, but Hulk Hogan, like, you know, you get Hulk, he's down and out. You think he's he's about to be pinned. And all of a sudden he gets that surge of energy. and He starts beating his de- opponent. Man, let me tell you, Damon Targaryen commanded the last 20 minutes of the screen mm-hmm. and did not utter a single word. Not a single bird, but he killed how many? I I don't even know. And this was even before the, you know, uh, Corliss and the rest of their men and the dragons showed up. And and you could see that crab feeder. He kept looking for them dragons. He kept, yes. Like, where's the dragon coming? 
oh, is he really surrendering? Okay, y'all go out there. I'm going to keep looking for this dragon. Like, he was looking for that dragon. He was like, nah, uh-uh. I done already felt that flame once. Mm-mm. Where's the dragon? Where's the dragon? And when the dragons finally do show up, it's Caraxes. And it's, I don't I, I don't know the name of the um, dragon that uh like Lynn Sea Smoke or something like that. Okay. Yeah. But of course, the dragons come. They light the people on fire. And you know... I kind of wonder, like, when you're in a situation like that and you have your men fighting and you have your enemy fighting, like, do you just sacrifice your men? Because you know the dragons can't necessarily pinpoint, okay, yes, that's enemy, I'll burn them. Nope, that's part of the army. So what? You're... Well, Sea Smoke was getting the, getting the archers. Well, yes, that straight. is true. But I'm talking Thanks about, like, the men on Craig's the ground. just knew not to hit. Damon. <laughs> and he couldn't hit Damon. He Damon would have been fine. So it's it's okay. I mean, if Damon is a true Targaryen, if yeah, he is a dragon, fine. then that fire wouldn't bother him. Yeah, and it didn't look like the Valerians went that far. It was like just right around. Yeah, he did right around him. Right around Damon. It wasn't near the other guys. So yeah. And besides the fighting for uh Damon, the running, like the speed of that run, the determination. He was like, I'm going to get this dude. (laughs) When I tell you, he was killing and slanging and doing this. And I was just looking at this screen like, this is woman. And he's gotten shot with arrows. He got one in the leg. He got one in the shoulder and one in the chest. And this is where I thought, okay, he's probably going to die. Because at this point, he's being surrounded. He's being surrounded and he's there by himself. He's hurt. This motherfucker still picked up his sword and looked at y'all like, I felt like he was about to do this Morpheus, like, come on. And I want us to go back and look at the episode because actually it's it's really one dragon. Is it just one dragon? Well, because when I just watched the, the, the fire that went around Damon, mm-hmm had the sun on top of the dragon because he was like woohoo and then he went off and then he hit all the <laughs> ones with the arrows okay so well, well it, that would make sense because you wouldn't want Craxus freestyling <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> you know you would you wouldn't want Craxus freestyling this that that might not be a good especially if Dame is in trouble Craxus might might take everybody out take everybody out <laughs> they might not be it might be best to have someone a dragon under control yeah i'm just saying and 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 i hate when a leader of a group runs away like you have your men out there fighting and you run back into the cave but that's what they no. do no the men I are mean, supposed no. to be there to fight you bold them. enough you bold enough you need to be out there but that's okay Damon ran right into the cave and came out with some of the crab feeder. With some of the crab feeder. <laughs> Not all of them. Some of them. Man, let me tell you. However, I do need Damon to go to the local clinic because I swear there are, what is it called again? On his skin? The dragon scale? Grayscale. Grayscale. Yeah, that, that's grayscale. And he was holding his hand when he was dragging him out the cave. I don't know. Not- I don't know if I 
Is that great? Oh, no, 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 no. That is, I think that is two, uh, two dragons. You, you think it's two? I think it's two. That's what it looked like. But I don't know if I feel like that's grayscale or if that's um they haven't confirmed it yet. Yeah. A sunburn. I mean I mean he I mean obviously this dude likes fire because even before Damon <laughs> shows up with the dragons, when we first see the consequences of the first battle, like when Corliss was really pissed off, like I just lost four ships, there was a lot of fire. So I feel like it's probably just I, I don't know. I, mean, I would have to look at I don't know if I think like it's grayscale. Different, I mean it could be, you know, a different variant of grayscale. It looks like it is on his arms, his face. We'll see. I mean his his to be his men wouldn't have fucked him too much if he actually had grayscale. I don't think it, he was contagious. I don't think he was messing with the men anyway. I mean, he doesn't look like a dude. I'm gonna hang around the fire and we're gonna sing a song. Of crab cakes. No, that's not what he's about. She said crab cakes. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know, no. Michelle. Yeah, you might be right. I think it's only right. one dragon. It's hard to but tell. It's hard to tell because even though the dragon looks white, like when he says Dracarys right before Damon walks out with the crab feeders partially severed body mm-hmm. there's an angle at which the dragon turns and he almost looks red so oh, I, don't oh, I don't know no okay i still wouldn't want to crack this freestyling Francis oh, might be on yeah. the edge like damon so we, uh, <laughs> he but- is because they're gonna be similar mm-hmm so yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I would be remiss if I, if I did not at this point bring up some similarities as far as artistic choices. Mm-hmm. Um, with Renera carrying the boar mm-hmm. and being covered in blood, and here we have Damon come out with his conquest, mm-hmm. having also being covered in blood. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting. Um, contrast between the two not even the contrast it's more of a similarity right yeah almost like they're real warriors yeah i mean because comparison then there's the king and his kill which he couldn't even even get it right like they were they were holding the stag he had to spear it twice and you could tell that he didn't even want to do it and it wasn't even the right one they were looking for no, like, it, wasn't. it wasn't. Oh, that one knew better. That one was like, yeah, y'all not about to catch me for this little no. imposter king. Right. <laughs> I, maybe not right. imposter king, but you know. Right. I mean, it showed itself to Rhaenyra. Yeah, it did. Because she's the real warrior. I mean, your dad literally had to use stairs to get off a horse. Seriously? Mm-hmm. So we yeah. basically are seeing Rhaenyra and Damon on a collision course. Mm-hmm. Of either marriage or war. Oh, it's gonna be marriage. It's gonna be marriage. Saying. Because I mean, again, Damon, yes, he is at odds with his family, but like you said, family is important to him. It's very important to him. And he has a genuine affection for Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. even not talking about the potential marriage thing as his niece we saw he had genuine affection for her and she had affection for him. Like when he took over Dragonstone and she went to go talk to him, she was the only one 
who was able to talk him down and get back the dragon egg without bloodshed. Nobody else would have been able to do that. I don't even think Damon's chick would have been able to talk him down if he was really set on fighting the king's men. Rhaenyra is the only person who could have talked him down. So yeah, I think what we're seeing is that foreshadowing of this powerful house and then I don't know because I kind of sort of know how the story is going to end. I don't know quite yet how we're going to get there, but I do think that they will be married and will probably be a a compatible match as opposed to, you know, I, I think at this point, if she feels like she has to marry somebody, might as well be somebody that she can communicate with, can be somebody that she would trust. And I do believe that even with the estrangement, she would probably still trust him more than she would trust any other man in Westeros. So I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that bore killing. So let's talk about that. First of all, let's talk about the fact that I love that she and Sir Kristen seem to have a really good, comfortable friendship. Like, that's the person who now you can you can speak your mind to, who you can say things to, because you're one true confident done up and married your daddy. So... <laughs> I like Sir Kristen. He's I like he's him. So, he's so matter of fact. He's like, I ain't have nothing before you put my name in the white book. Right, because yeah. you know he's about to be loyal as fuck to her. Yeah, but he also sure at the is. same time, I feel like that I feel like that dooms him in a way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just it saying, does. nobody yeah. really gets anywhere in Game of Thrones being nice. Well, we know that he and Damon are not gonna ever get along. No, no, no. <laughs> I think know, right? they will because Damon respects him. You saw how he's like, I like that, because he can come back. See, Otto, when he does that to Otto, Otto gets all tootie with it. You know what? I agree with you. Yes. He was like, oh, okay. Well, I like him because we can we can we can combat each other. But Mm -hmm. um and then also his his job is to protect Renera. Yeah, so he'll be okay with that. Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that too. I agree. However, you saw her pent up anger though. That boy breathed. And she she but that was also fear, too, because, you yeah, know, was, but, once about- she, but once that second stabbing get in, what I have heard, now this is what I have heard. I mean, I don't know, you know, people who really have stabbed people, but what I have heard is, because, like, once you get that, you know, those first two stabs, and you get this release. Mm-hmm. And she was getting that release of all that pent-up feeling she had. About how she was being treated. Yeah. So the fear started it, and did after that. Should I be concerned? <laughs> I'm just saying. That's what I have heard. I mean, no, I have no no one who has stabbed anybody. I'm just saying they have said when. But I have read that too. Reading accounts stabbed, of like serial know. killers and stuff like that. Right. But yeah. I it, didn't want to say serial killers, but she put it out there. Yeah. So I have heard from like serial killers that when they get that stabbing in. Especially that fear, even when it's <laughs> serial killers. Even no, seriously, if you watch seriously. any kind of documentaries just, or any kind yeah, of thing, with people, yeah, so, yeah, you know, they talk about how, especially it out of fear, 
yeah. things, but then afterwards they get that re release, and that's what tends to bring them back to the stabbing if they are a stabber. Yeah, it's it has something to do about that that close physical contact is yeah. different from like if you shoot somebody or you know it it's something about that physical mm -hmm. release. I think mm -hmm. it releases some kind of chemical in your brain. But anyway, she got it though, and she released. She did, and then she walked back into that camp like a motherfucking boss. Yes, she did. I, I like the two guys. Still on her. I like the. I think those were Strongs that looked up and they started laughing. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> she's she for real. You're right. <laughs> she she was earning that respect. Did you see the look on that Lannister's face? The one that had proposed marriage to him. He's like, like, oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, nah, nah. I changed my mind. I'm good. This is not gonna work. <laughs> oh I said, my god! I find where does Lady Redwine have a daughter or something somewhere? You know, <laughs> Lady like, Redwine don't want none of if that. She get, if she get mad at me, I don't know what's gonna happen. You saw who he was sitting with. Um, I think the old the Lord High Tower. That's who he was sitting with. Mm. I wonder what they were what they were talking about. Mm. The so, same. Them damn high towers. Well, there's a say, reason why the Tyrells run High Garden in our time period, not the High Towers. So the same. I know, I know, but I mean, you can't be mad at them for trying. No, you can't. You can't. I mean, they they're trying to elevate their station, so you know. But yeah, oh no, 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 he's sitting with Otto. Oh, is he? Okay. He's sitting with Otto and uh, Allison is sitting behind him. Or she's standing behind him. Yeah, is yeah, like, just walking in like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. that I don't know who that was. Somebody was skinning a rabbit. And when he saw her walking, that yeah, he started laughing. <laughs> he was like, oh, okay. Gotcha. And the way she just walked past the table, the king is looking at her and Otto Hightower is looking Otto Hightower better watch it. I don't get to watch it because if she ever really, like, she probably hasn't looked too closely at how Allison ended up as the queen. But let me tell you, if she ever sits there and figures it out, Otto better, he just better watch it. He better the watch it. Skinning the, the one skinning the, the, the animal, that was Lord Strong's oldest son. Okay. Okay, those are the Strongs. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so that's the one where that's the one that the king was like, "Oh, you want me to marry her to your oldest son?" Blah 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 blah. I, you know what? Oldest yeah, son. That's, he, 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 that he was a Broke bad Bones. match. His name, his his nickname was, I believe, was Broke Bones. Break Bones. Break Bones. Yes, Break Bones. I don't know why he has that nickname, but he, he would do as a potential match. Oh yeah, Lannister is sitting with the older High Tower. Mm -hmm. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Not Otto. He's Otto was, was at the, the king. table with the king. Like sitting next to him where his wife should be sitting. Mm -hmm. However, he's sitting and I knows that. I'm like, let her Oh, sit okay. Down. That's what I was She's looking at. I was looking at. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting in a seat next to the king feasting. Mm. But you know, they have no regard for women. Women are there to make babies and, 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 you know, birth heirs. That's all they care about. They don't care that she's heavily pregnant and holding that and damn two-year-old child. Anyway. Yeah, she walked in that camp like she was a boss. And I think, I don't know, I think so. I think maybe even that 
prompted that conversation with her father because he probably was looking at her like, yep, she would be worth, you know, she, she Mm -hmm. would be a worthy queen, you know, because Mm -hmm. y'all expect that y'all expect the man to go out and do this. Why not the future queen? And she just showed y'all, okay, I can handle myself. Mm. I don't know. I just but the the one thing I know, but one thing that kind of bothered me a little bit was, you know, they said they had men out looking for her. It didn't really seem that way because they were out there all night. No one found them. But if you think about it, if she knows those woods, she might she I mean, she could have known how to evade them, or I mean, something they tells looking me for. They, they weren't looking for. They weren't really you don't think so? Of, no. I was gonna say something tells me Otto, she would know how to evade them if she wanted to. Otto went over there. Otto was like, "Y'all don't look too hard for." Yeah, Kristen Cole got her. It's fine. <laughs> we ain't concerned. I mean, it it literally shows how the king is not really paying attention to her, like she's saying. Like no one is even noticing. That she was gone all night. No one. Until she walking on camp. Bloody. But I mean, if you think about it, she she kind of hides out anyway. Like, mm-hmm. she wasn't part of the birthday celebration. She only showed up when she felt like, you know, what was it? Uh, she asked Allison, does the king command me to be there? And Allison was like, yes, but it doesn't have to be there. Oh, th- th- that's all you had to say. I'll go. You know, like I said, she's not going to be openly defiant of her father, not in not in the sense that would have the kingdom mean like, oh, she being disrespectful. She's not going to do that. Not on purpose. Anyway, I think that little outburst was more so her just feeling angry, like, oh, you just trying to put me off on it. Like, you gonna put me off on anybody. Don't do it to the first looker. Even though we know that's not the case because he was like, people have been writing for years trying to, you know, trying to offer the, up their sons for her. But it was an obvious attempt at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you couldn't even, you couldn't pick the elder strong boy. I I would, I probably would have looked twice and be like, oh, okay, you know what? Let, let's think about this. But that Lannister, mm-mm. just the way he even came across, I was like, no, somebody needs to stab him. <laughs> Marmy is the word. <laughs> Marmy. Just he has none of the he has none of the suaveness of his descendant because Jamie can talk some shit, but he's not gonna talk it in that kind of way. You know what I'm saying? This is like misogyny at its finest with this Lannister. Like, uh, gross. Anyway, Damon, Damon, Damon. I know. I mean, literally, he carried it the last, what, 20 minutes without a word? That it started the word. Excuse me. It started with the look when he walked up my and thing, looked at all the men. My thing is, said, he, how I dare you to come up here and try something. He brought the whole half the body. Like, he could have just cut the head. Right, that's true too. He brought the whole half. Yes, for the, yes he did. With the entrails, with the intestines. Yes, he did. Who's going to feed this to Caraxes? I mean, what, what is the plan? <laughs> the plan was, I don't want my brother's help, and I'm going to get this 
ended tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, I don't want no one saying my brother had to come to my rescue. Right. Or that the crown will take mm-hmm. this victory. Yes. I will take this victory. That took me three years. And so took really- it, he did. <laughs> In grand fashion. So. Okay. It was great. It made me go back and watch the Battle, the Battle of the, of the Bastards. Bastards. We watched the Battle of the Bastards. Yes. <laughs> because that, oh, this that is like John. Great, that was John a great was battle. Winning, when John like was going to take on the whole army by himself. It was the same situation. Yeah, you're right. Another Targaryen making a not so smart choice. It well. seemed like a not so smart choice. A emotional choice. Because that was an emotional choice. For John, and it, it was, was emotional choice for Damon. It wasn't strategy. It was literally, how dare him? I'm not gonna take his help. I don't want anyone to claim that the crown helped me. I'm gonna take care of this on my own tonight, and he did. So, hey, a bonus point for him. He can be king. I don't see what the problem is. I don't either. I'm all I mean, about I mean, team now, Damon. Like, now, I mean, what's the problem? What's the problem? problem about it? Well, I've been team Damon. We won't have any more. I don't Damon. understand. I had your back. The same. Well, this, wait, wait, wait this, a second. Now he was wrong with the things he said about yeah, his, yeah. his um brother and that, and that was son. that was his way of 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 you know feeling bad for you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, well, inappropriate jokes. We, okay, we all, well, we all more than that. That's how he, well, he could. He should have stayed quiet this morning. <laughs> well, I okay, reflection. I I agree with you guys a hundred percent. But see, here's here's the problem. He is an inconvenient heir because yes, he's the oldest. Yes, he's got the most direct claim. But with each child born, with each generation, gets pushed farther and further down. To if his brother dies tomorrow, he's screwed because of both uh, Reyna and and, our, and and the baby, and and the, each child he gets pushed down. And the thing is, because now in the book he's known as Lord Fleabottom. I mean, he makes Little Finger look like a saint in some instances. Um, because he's got such a reputation, uh, a lot of people think he's too much of a hothead. Though honestly, that's probably what you need right now versus you know the one we got now. So I think that his whole role. Of being a very inconvenient heir, or used to be heir, or could be heir again, is that they wouldn't know how to control him when they're so used to controlling him, his grandfather, uh, you know, and having basically, I mean, the hand, if you think about it, if the hand was in, as you call it, the modern times where the Game of Thrones we know, the hand wouldn't last two weeks, okay? Because he's telling them too much about themselves in a way that then he's not being subtle. They, he's like, no, you need to marry. No, you need to do this. And, you know, 172 years later, they're like, okay, you can tell them this, but do it in a different way. And I think that that's the thing, because none of them really want, except for Lord Strong, really want to give up their power. They know they can, like, like Daniel said, they manipulate you, they control you, and you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. But... I don't know. We got Damon, who has now basically won the war. Mm-hmm. So what happens next is going to be interesting. And I think we have maybe one or two more episodes where 
we are seeing uh, Rhaenyra and Allison as this age. Yeah. Okay. I, I think they aged them up in like either episode five or six. But I'm not sure where in the story, like I said, I think I I think I do know that she and Damon do get married. I don't know how that happens. Um, but ho- hopefully they do it once she is older. But um <laughs> Well, she older than look, she older than her best friend when her best friend married her dad. That that is true, and that that is still bothersome, but again, yeah, we, we know that that's how they did things back then. So but uh again, Rhaenyra is not the type that's going to do what everybody else wants her to do when she wants to do it and i mean the conversation she has with her father when she basically comes out and tells him yeah you mean to replace me and he was like i don't want to replace you i just want what did he say i want to see you happy and even content and that's when she says and you think a man will do this he said a family she said i had a family he was like what would you have me do you know and um that's when she made the comment about if this was for advantage, you would have married, you know, Lena Valerian. And he was like, I just want to see you happy and content. I want, and, and he tells her, okay, I will stop trying to set you up a match. I mean, that I will say for him, he apologized to her for what he did with um, the Lannister, uh, Jason Lannister. Oh, and I saw somebody else. This was another meme. Somebody was like, I'm so used to all of these names in, in uh, Game of Thrones that somebody comes up with a regular name like Jason. I'm like, what? His name is Jason Lannister. Common, well, they could have named him Derek and it would have been better, okay? Common, basic. Now, let me quit. That is so true. I didn't think about it. That is he, true. He, Everyone has... Jason too. He has... <laughs> so he tells her, he was like, look, your match is out there go out find him he was like i want you to choose as it pleases you as i did and that look on her face when he says that is kind of like it's a realization for her that oh the reason why you chose allison is because you actually did care for her you liked her Oh, and I think for her, that might have also signal signaled to her, oh, that was going on a lot longer than I thought, you know, regardless of what the context uh, was of that relationship back then, whether it was just that she spent time with him and she comforted him or whether, I don't know if I think that it was sexual at that point, but there was obviously some kind of uh, connection there. And I think Rhaenyra is just now realizing that when he makes mm-hmm. this comment because mm-hmm. he says it and she looks at him and then she gets up and she starts walking out the door but before she walks out that's when he tells her I he was like I did waver at one time but I do not mean to supplant you he said I swear, yeah. I swear to you on your mother's memory I now, will not supplant you when he said that I I thought hmm, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because he, yeah, like you said, he's he's not a he is not a strong king. No, he's he is not. he's weak, and um, he he is. Yeah, mm. Rhaenyra 
Renera is very similar to Damon. Even just the way they, it, like, especially now with her coming back at people, their interactions with with others, they're more similar than she is with her dad. I think that's just like a typical Targaryen thing. It's just okay. that her dad doesn't have it. Or her okay. dad doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. Could yeah, be. He's not clever with his words. Mm-hmm. But also, too, if I think about it, like just what I know, the little I know about the Targaryens, because again, I have not read the books yet, but, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but maybe love softened him because he actually did love his wife. And you know, when they get into these marriages, they don't get into these marriages for love. They get into these marriages for advantage, you know? And he actually loved his wife. And as you can see, he kind of, he kind of, I guess you could say gave her what she wanted, what she needed, you know, because think about it. Okay. So since we keep making the uh, tutors comparisons with this show, if she had been married to Henry VIII, she'd have been gone. Five miscarriages or dead babies? Oh no, you got to go. Yeah. Even in this time with him, people probably said something to him as well. And, and they were yeah, you may need not, to take a second wife. Yeah, it's not me. uncommon for a Targaryen to have another wife. Hello, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go back to because you know, only because we finally met um Lenar. He mm-hmm. seems a bit of a hothead as well, speaks his mind. Mm-hmm. Maybe it does go back to them having dragons and he didn't that just makes him a little different yeah that he's a that could be it too didn't have a dragon so he wasn't a dragon rider oh well i guess we're gonna see how this uh goes now because like i said damon has won his little war he has his trophy and um are you, are you talking about that mangled carcass that he was dragging along? I mean, a trophy's a trophy. I don't think he cares. Oh, he was God. just like, look, I'm just making sure y'all understand this dude is dead. The <laughs> war is over. Y'all have, no one, y'all have no one to lead you now. Half of y'all are gone because the dragons done burnt you up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, there was a movie on Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, I forgot what it was called, but he says, I'll be back. And the guy's like, only your reruns. That's, that's what I thought about, about the craft here. He's not coming back. You know, they made a big deal about him in the promo. What movie was that? He did say that. And it- Ren- was it Running Man? Wait, was it Running Man? Running Man? I think it was. I don't but know. Yeah. He, he, yeah, I think it was a running man. But he, he says, I'll be back. <laughs> Only in reruns. So. <laughs> they made a big deal about the crab feeder. He's going to be in the show. And he's it's the third episode. And he's gone. But, you know, I noticed that in some shows, like even with, um, like, okay, with The Walking Dead. You have those villains that are supposedly going to be so bad, and then they get knocked off in an episode or two. I'm talking like the Terminus people. 
<laughs> because they were supposed to be a way bigger threat than they ended up being. I mean, but we also have to look at it like this. These first three episodes, there were time jumps. So even though it seemed short to us, this mm-hmm. man has been wreaking havoc for almost five years now. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and like you said, mm-hmm. maybe they'll show us some more flashbacks about what happened i don't think so i think the crab feeder is done and now we're going to be dealing with the aftermath of this war and what it means when damon you know i I, i'm going to assume at some point he has to go back home so how that homecoming is going to look now that he has won this war that's going to be interesting because you do have people in the kingdom who back Damon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who think he that he made to? the right decision going after the crab feeder. Right. But which home is he going to go to? Well, technically. If he goes to Dragonstone, no one's there. That's his house now. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the other thing too is now Lord Corliss has to go back to King's Landing and answer for his actions. Oh yeah, that's something different. Mm. And mm. you have to do this while the king is considering marrying his daughter off to your son, even though yes, he told Rhaenyra she can choose her own whatever, whatever. You can't tell me that they're not going to bring that son and kind of dangle him there like, oh, well, you said that this was a good match for your father. So maybe this would be a good match for you, too. And um, there is a scene with the two of them. There's coming. a scene with them dancing together. Is it a scene dancing? I saw a scene with them on the beach. Mm. Um, I didn't see the preview for the next Corliss, episode. I don't think Lil Corliss has really answered for anything because... To be honest, all he was doing was protecting his ships. But you did what the king told you not to do. And then not only did you do that, you went to the exiled brother. It doesn't matter how many ships I use to protect my ships and how many men I use to. I need to get my ships to go through. My ships were burning. You know, I I mean... But the king told you no. But let my ships burn? The king told you no. Mm. No, no, no. Doesn't matter how much sense he made. No, I went the, king to the king told you no. I went to the king. And the king disrespected I went me. To the king. He disrespected to, me. To ask him to start a war. And the king said, No, I'm not going to start your war. But he didn't say I couldn't protect my ships. And then he turned down my daughter. You know? So I'm just going to sit there and keep sending my ships through and watch them sink. Every time they go through. I'm just saying that if the king tells you no. No, he's not in so many words. He said, I'm not going to start for you. What what that king going to do? He weak. (laughs) What that king going to do? But Michelle, she got the net going and everything. Like, what he going to do? That's why. He was like, "Uh, he's no threat. He's weak. He 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 ain't going to help me, but he ain't going to stop me either. Yeah, Yeah, but if you think about it, you... And my son got a dragon, so boom. But you let this person (laughs) take his men, which technically speaking, those are the crown's men too. They belong to the crown. Well, it's like the steps belong to the crown and you let let the craft here take them. 
Like, you let him do whatever he wanted to do down there. So you can't have it both ways. You can't be the crown and then not be the crown. I'm just saying. Well, Michelle, I, th- I, I, I think that's just burnt skin on the uh, crab feeder. All over? Yeah. Like that. I mean, think about it. If he's been around fire and he he's, barely he's escaped dragon fire the last time. He was he was like that since from the beginning of the show. Yeah, but it, it doesn't look like burns. It kind of looks like the dragon scale, grayscale, and it looks a little scaly. But it also mm-hmm. looked like it's from being between that salt water and being in the sun, like your how your skin can sometimes just crack in the sunburn and uh, yeah. repetitiveness of that. So those could be calluses. It could be. They look gross. They, and they look they even more gross when you're watching it in 4K UHD. Yeah, it's nasty. It's nasty. I mean, I mean, even see the back of him, like he had just a little bit of hair, patches of hair in different spots. I mean, it could have been scabies. So that, that does some bad things to your skin. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking, Michelle. It's all in his scalp. Yeah, it's just... Ugh. He's not eat, not eating the fruit out there. Did like, he say <laughs> like getting that vitamin? Like D. getting that vitamin C? No. Um. Did he say a word? Has he even spoken in any of the these episodes? Nope. Okay. Not an utterance. Um. Okay. And he's over here looking up scabies. Please don't. That's even more disgusting. <laughs> I was just remembering oh, that God. scabies was one of those things that sailors got. Oh. It made me think that it might have been that. So let's see. I'm looking at the wiki of Ice and Fire. It says Kragus Drehar called Kragus Crabfeeder was a prince admiral from Mir who served the triarchy. It says, okay, uh, let's see. The Triarchy, the alliance of Lys, Mir, and Tirosh, drove Volantis from the disputed lands with the Battle of the Borderland in 96 AC. Kragus then led the Triarchy's armies and fleets in conquering the Stepstones from the island's nests of pirates and outlaws. During this campaign, he earned his sobriquet, Kragus Crabfeeder, by ordering hundreds of pirates staked out on beaches to drown in the rising tide. Hmm. Okay, so and I don't he know. decided to stay there. It was like, hey, oh, and then oh, those ships, whose ships are those? Oh, those belong to the Valerians, those rich dudes. They look like pirates to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that went. Hmm. Yeah, but I, I'm 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 very curious because they they changed this character just a little bit from the from the from the book, and I, I was curious because. Like you guys, I thought he would have been around a little bit longer. But mentioning what, uh, going back to what Anthony said earlier about his mass being, what was it, the Brotherhood or something? Yes. Because Sensing that was, yes, because wasn't that the one where we were supposed to get um, uh, Iron, was it Ironheart or um, Lady Stark when she died? Remember she comes back as the Force Ghost? Lady Stoneheart? Yes, Lady Stoneheart. Yes, Stone Stone yeah. But we never got that. And that was the worst thing. That they never did with Game of Thrones because everybody wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. So, so am I right? And that's the group that follows her. Um, or am I no, misremembering? No, this no, because they were over in Essos. Oh, okay. Well, then, okay. I'm all confused then. Yeah. 
Oh, that's right. They were. Okay. That's okay. At some point, I am going to go ahead and start reading these books because, like I said, um, I started when Game of Thrones started thinking, oh, you know, there's like so many books right now. <laughs> I'll have time. And I said this in the panel this weekend and everybody just laughed at me. I said, yeah. So I started watching the show and I read the first book thinking I would have enough time, mm. you know, to get <laughs> caught up before the next book comes out. And then everybody starts laughing because, of course, he released the book like at the beginning of Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And then we've all been waiting for a book since. So I'm like, okay, the show is over. I guess I need to go ahead and just start reading the books and seeing what, what's going on in this world. So I am started. I think I am going to start with Fireblood and, and then just kind of go from there since we're already watching this show. But so, so um, Hanukkah, think about this. Think about the thing that pissed people off. Mm -hmm. He hasn't finished the last two books, but yet still, four years ago, he found the time to write Fire and Blood and publish it. And he's writing another book, that. too. Yeah, he's writing another book, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. You would, uh, I'm sorry, the nerve, okay? The nerve, literally, okay? Yeah. But you what know I what? I don't. <sighs> I kind of sort of knows what know what goes into a, a writer's process because I have written before. Sometimes you can't force the story. And I, you know what? You have such a popular series and you know people are going to be very critical of it. You also know that they are going to be looking for all your mistakes. They're going to look for your continuity issues. So yeah, you might want to take some time with it, but 10 damn years, I'm just I'm just saying. I understand, but at the same time, I don't understand. Look, all right. I'm saying and that's is what I'm that I'm with you. I don't understand. It's something we said in the car when we were um come back from Dragon Con that I believe that he had the story, it was ready, but so many people figured out how it was gonna end. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. now he is thinking, hmm, how can I change this? How can I be surprised? Mm, okay. So what you guys said in the car made perfect sense. Because I understand other story comes and the characters speak and you write when they, you know, are ready to come out. However, dude, mm -hmm. COVID was a great time to get these <laughs> stories out. Exactly. He, he was working on another book. But you know what? <laughs> I have heard other authors saying that's that's the one good thing about Dragon Con too, because even though you know we we do these panels, sometimes we do these panels with authors, published authors, and they talk about their process as well. And then you know you see um, you see other authors talk about their process, like okay, Michelle and I are fans of the Outlander books, Diana Gabaldon. You know she talks about how when she first wrote Outlander. One, she never planned to publish it. You know, it was just a story that was living rent-free in her head and she had to get it out. Then when she finally got it published, she thought it was going to be a one-and-done book. And then she was asked, hey, can you write two more? And then it just <laughs> kind of kept going. And now yeah, she's she's already writing. She's writing book 10. And now she's starting a prequel for Jamie's parents. And she's also written books about Lord John Gray. So sometimes I can understand if you have this train of thought for a story and maybe your 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 thought process takes a detour. I can well, understand that. Well, but, yeah. But I do too, but I feel like with him, 
Um, and this was said on the, one of the panels too. Um, during Dragon Con, he is not the type of writer that will let a ghost writer write for him if he passes away. Sanderson. It's like literally when he passes away, and I don't hope Sanderson. He, he's just not going to. We're not going to get the end of the story. So if you're okay reading the books and not having a conclusion, I know which I'm not. But we're not I do get a conclusion. But I do kind of want to know, Michelle. Don't mm-hmm. you? Don't you? And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be rude. Don't you think at this point he would be better giving Brandon Sanderson no. the story and just go home? No, I'm just saying. No, he did Wheel of Time. No, no, <laughs> no. He's not going. No. That's Brand- his baby, and he's the type that he's not giving that control or. To anyone else, and I even, can I can honestly even say wheel, I understand that, and I, I do. do too. Even in his wheel, he's like, no one can have rights to this story. I mean, yeah, you can make some movies, but I don't want anyone finishing my book. And mm. and to your point about Brandon Sanderson, he's a completely different kind of writer. It it, it wouldn't work. Brand, Brandon Sanderson is is not that he would not be the choice to finish it anyway. He wasn't. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. So all right. I just uh, have to understand how. Well, first of all, how old is Martin right now? He's sixty-seven years old. He's sixty-seven. Yes. Oh, he got time. Okay, we got time. <laughs> I thought he was in his seventies. No, really the way that people talk about him, you would think. No, I thought he was in his late seventies. That's why I was like, man, we 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 running. Oh, he's, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he time. he's fairly young. Okay, yeah, all right. Is. So okay, so rolling. With no, that. he is seventies. He's he's seventy three. Oh, that's different. Yes. Um, I thought he was we, younger than that. We still got some time. He's seventy three. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. I'm sorry. We have some okay. time. All right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm I'm. This is going to be my we last do. point because it's getting late. Okay. So. Say, because George R. R. Martin uh, is is from Illinois originally, and Illinois is a popular place with certain writers. Say you get somebody by the name of Jim Butcher, who after he finishes Dresden Files, who has written historic stuff that oh I don't know maybe in his will he says I'd like to have um, Butcher finish it or or you know some other writer who is credible. Uh, in uh, was it Jemison or um. Any writer of note that can finish a book and deliver it on time, leave an outline, you know, leave pointers, but at least. But get if that it was done. the case, why not finish your own stuff? Why put that That's responsibility oh, on another God. author who is writing their own stuff? Now because you're adding. I believe, I believe he has writer's block. Like you said, they figured out the ending. Everybody's pissed because Braun was the king, which still disagree with. And he doesn't know how to write because he said, I have a different but more same satisfying ending or something to that effect. I think because we were obsessed for eight years, we figured out what he was doing. We stole it. We posted it. We told him about it. They did it. And now he doesn't know where to go because he knows that if he was going to conclude with Braun as king, he can't go anywhere else but that. And he's stuck. But that, but he has always said that the the way that the show was diverging, that was not what his story was. See, I don't believe that. I think he's lying through his teeth. I do. I think that he had it, and he didn't think it was going to get eight seasons. He thought maybe four or five, 
And then when they ran out, they kicked them off and they went with it and they did it. That's that's what I think. Same thing with the expanse. The expanse was not the was not supposed to end quite the way that it was it ended from the books, but they did, and that's what happened. I don't know if I feel mm-hmm. like he would have chosen Bran to be king, at least not in the way that it came no. about. No. Well, I agree with you on that one. So yeah, it, it would be slightly yeah. different. But but back to someone finishing, Sue Grafton didn't finish her series either. And that 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 will probably never be finished. They said they weren't going to finish. Yeah, it because, because she's. No speci- one could write I think like specifically her. she right. said right. that she, she didn't, didn't want to ghost writer. So, yeah, she got and close and though. I'm pretty sure he's probably going to have the same yeah. deal. Yeah, but but see. maybe with the excitement of um, House of Dragon, he's like, you know what? Maybe I can sit down and actually finish. He's working on the other spinoffs and stuff too. Like that's why I'm saying he's not just doing the writing. Like he is an executive producer on this show. He is a consultant on this show. Like he helped create this show. He has been active. I think he was even active on the the other spinoff that got canceled. Um, I need them to leave him alone. <laughs> man, trying to make his money. Too, and he has his movie theater in Albuquerque. He's trying to make his money. He is making that paper. I, I, I can't be mad at him for that. I can't either. He called up Kevin Smith to ask Kevin Smith, would he promote House of Dragons on the podcast? Okay, he he's got friends in high places, as they would say. This man that the seat, the 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 television adaptation of Wild Cards, that is still a contract that he has to fulfill. They still haven't finished the rest of the wild card books they haven't finished this they haven't finished that look are they doing a show a show based on the wild cards yes it was option six years ago it's still open he has a co-writer for that he did did. yes but see no well see that's an anthology that's different yeah it's an anthology it's him working with someone and then someone else write it so right because he works with butcher on that sanderson's on that uh, Mer Lafferty is on that. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Jackson Miller. You, any, so it's not, so it's not yeah. outside the realm of possibility. Right, I just right, think that right. that is the Game of Thrones universe is his baby, really baby. It's his money maker, mm-hmm. and he's going to he hold was, on tight right. to that money maker. And uh, that's going to be the legacy. Yeah, yeah, it is. But the funny part about it is, I'm truly upset about this. However, if the book came out, I'm not going to read it. I just want y'all to tell me what happened. Oh, jeez! <laughs> no. She'll so be like, gonna... Anthony, Anthony, I got it. Here's the book. Can you read it and tell me what happens? Oh, that's my. Bad. I am uh, not putting on that on my list. That's, that's what I have happens. already been enough panels for Game of Thrones where they talk about, I forgot which book they talk about his, where it is just <sighs> hell to get through. It was the second to the last. So I forget the name of it, but I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was like, it was it was like, like it's so yeah, much know. politics. It was just... Oh. I forgot. Because Tara mentioned it a few times like a couple of years ago. And she was like, yeah. Because she had reread the books and they were talking about rereading all the books and they were like one book. They just couldn't reread. Again, I think, it was just I think it's the second to the last one because the last one basically has all the Jon Snow wall stuff. Yeah. On uh, it. And, and yeah, then... Oh, I'm sorry. One. I'm sorry. I'm lying. I'm lying. It has... White Walkers and King's Landing, but that's that's about it. Um, but yeah, no, I think now, no one's gonna yeah. remember House of Cards. Everybody remember Game of Thrones. House of Cards. That's true. I mean, House of House. Um, sorry, House no. of the Dragon. Oh, I, no, no. I don't know. I'm sorry. Wow. Wild, wild, you know, wild Cards. Wild Cards. 
you know what? If they okay, I'll, yes, they're skipping because they have that book. I just finished uh, the book like on Sunday. There is a lot they have to get through. All I'm saying that if they do it the right way, and this will go five seasons, maybe six, possibly seven. If they do it the right way, we are going to be even more glued to our seat than we were with the original Game of Thrones. I mean, because it's got a lot in there. I'm not complaining about that. Oh, I mean, and it gets in and it goes in directions you wouldn't even think of. I mean, the stuff that we see now on three episodes is nothing. They haven't even begun to get into even these characters we've seen now. So, you know, but my thing. But I figured they wouldn't, especially if, if they knew they were trying to get a season two. Well, well, not only that, I don't even think that they're going to, well, basically they started in the middle, right, of everything because of all the stuff before, because mm-hmm. with Janaris and all that, because the whole Janaris stuff, they had, they, I was listening to. Uh, Janaris, you mean Jaharis? Jaharis, yes. Okay. Uh, I was listening to the official uh, House of Dragon podcast. Uh, I forget the two people, but anyway, they, they're officially sponsored by HBO. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they, they've been interviewing cast and stuff, and they were saying that they were given three different points in the book on which they could jump off and do the series. And they picked this one because they said it was the most clean way to tell the story because they were given three different points that they were, that they could have done. And the first one would have been with the first King, but they decided that there was enough drama. The second one was where we are now. The third one was toward the latter, the end of the book, when they have a whole big fight for secession, but they figured it would take too much time to go into whose side was on what and make it last past two seasons. So it was interesting. Mm. Okay. Well, going back to House of the Dragon episode three, does anybody have any final thoughts about the episode? Team Damon. I mean, he you don't get no done. argument from me. He got it done. He did. It took him three years, but he got it done. It was beautiful. Without a word. It was beautiful. Without a word. I'm just like, I don't know. I guess I'm Team Damon too. Look, I got my I got my Targaryen earrings in. So all right, go team. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I guess that's it for this discussion. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. We have a Discord channel, Phantom Hybrid Podcast. You can find us there. You can also watch our videos on our YouTube channel and listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.